Welcome to your number one source of information on women's pelvic health. On this podcast, you will hear from medical experts, pelvic health professionals, holistic healers, and patients themselves in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about regaining and maintaining your pelvic health and becoming your own best advocate for your pelvic floor, the most vital part of our bodies as women. All of the conversations are intimate, raw, and unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. Hi, Erica. Hello. Thanks for doing this again. This is awesome. I'm so happy. I'm happy to be here with you. So for those of you that might not know Erica, she is a pelvic floor physical therapist based in New York City, and I've been her patient for probably close to, that's good, for probably close to like three years almost now. Is it? Oh my God. Probably. <laughs> fortunately. I know fortunately, I had it very well. <laughs> um... So Erica was on the second episode, which was Intro to Pelvic Pain Part 2. And then she was on again on episode 13, which was about the relationship between constipation and pelvic pain. And Check then, that episode out. Yeah, everyone really episode. liked that one. And it's really interesting because most people don't know that there's a relationship between being constipated and having pelvic pain. So that was definitely a good topic yeah. that we did. And then she was on again on episode 17, which was about male pelvic pain. And I just want to go on a little tangent about that episode. But if any women listening, because male pelvic pain is a really big problem. And oh, yeah, you treat almost half your patients are almost half our patients are men. I have to say. Yeah. So for all the women listening, listening, I just wanted to make it very clear that if you have any men in your life who are suffering from bladder dysfunction, bowel dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, please listen to that episode. Erica explains really well how the muscles can cause the pelvic floor muscles can cause these problems. And I think it could help you and whoever's suffering to really understand what's going on. Right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like bladder issues, yeah. difficulty releasing a stream of urine, painful ejaculation is a, a sign. Anything like that could be muscular. Yeah, and could be treated with yeah. pelvic floor oh, physical yeah. therapy. And, and I think they do really well. Right. If it's truly muscular. And a lot of men don't want to address it and don't really know where to, who to, what doctor to go to. And so I think that that's, that episode could be really helpful yeah. for a lot of people. And I, I'm sure most women have a man in their life who's suffering from some type oh, yeah. of related issue. Yeah. Um, but as I said before, Erica is a pelvic floor physical therapist. She's been one for about 10 years, right? Yeah. And I'm impatient of hers. And she recently opened her own practice with Kara, another pelvic floor physical therapist in New York City. It's called Solstice Physiotherapy. And she also recently gave birth to her first son, Ben. Yay! Congratulations. He's Thank so ya. cute. And so we wanted to take time today to focus on the topic of pregnancy and pre and postnatal health and the role that pelvic floor physical therapy plays in all of this. Um, surprisingly, we haven't talked about this much on the podcast yet. So you well, I and guess I just we've talked about like pelvic pain stuff right. more. Yeah, but pregnancy is such a huge. That, I feel like that's where the whole pelvic health world began yes. with, with pregnancy and. So it's definitely so necessary that we 
do an episode on that. So yeah. I'm glad that we're we're doing it today. Yeah, well, we're touching on it, I guess, really. Yeah. But you <laughs> just had a baby, so yeah. it was perfect timing. Yeah. So do you want to first start by telling a little bit about your experience, what it was like being pregnant and having a baby? Well, I mean, honestly, it was such a surreal experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're treating all these pregnant women and postpartum women. And, you know, when it's interesting to treat not ever having a baby and then treating after. So it gave me like a real perspective on what it's like to be pregnant, all the pains and aches that come along with it, the nausea. You were like the most miracle pregnant woman yeah ever. I, honestly i'm so you worked so, until literally the day before yeah you were texting me you were supposed to come over to oh yeah i was having physical therapy in my apartment yeah. and you texted me and i was like oh are we on for 10 and then i didn't hear it from you i'm like oh she must have gone into labor yeah. and then you responded to me three hours later and you're like just had the baby oh my god we <laughs> yeah. were like can't come nine centimeters dilated and then i was like oh my gosh and then you texted me like an hour you're like oh just had the baby i'm like <laughs> all right that seemed easy (laughs) oh my god so no i was totally so lucky yeah you know i had a very um i had a great pregnancy i loved being pregnant i was so grateful you know and and you hear so many people with infertility and ivf and the whole process of egg freezing and and i just i felt really grateful and I, i that was my mindset the whole pregnancy and then i really prepped myself for labor and delivery i really really prepared and, I and you sure. knew what to do because this is yeah. what you do for a living. And I you practiced. knew how important it was. Right. So I practiced. I did a lot of yoga. I stayed in shape the whole time. And I really think it made a huge difference. And so. you had Kara, the other physical therapist, yeah. treat, treat you me. before yep. you gave birth. Yeah. So what does that treatment entail? So what we did was in treatment, we practiced. Um, I had a little tailbone pain, so she treated my tailbone. And then we practice breathing in in delivery. So to help, so you really want to learn how to breathe properly when you're pushing the baby, if you're having a vaginal delivery, because with pushing the baby out, you want to push in a in a way that is most beneficial for you and the baby mm-hmm. without damaging yourself. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be productive. You want the pushing to be productive. So I really practiced, and Kara helped me too on how to bear down, how to get the baby to descend, how to breathe without straining. And that was so important during delivery because I ended up only pushing like 15 for 15 minutes because when I pushed, it was really productive. productive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, that and also you have to there's a way to use your stomach when you're pushing too so it was super helpful um, and she so also, you were able to actually like think about what you had done in pelvic yeah. floor physical therapy yeah but we practiced we were, so much it came innately you wow. know yeah so I practiced that I also um, she did a lot of perineum stretching on me mm-hmm. so the tissue was actually way more stretched so it helped like your pelvic floor stretches like four times it's amount or three times it's amount when you're you know pushing the baby out and then the skin was way more stretched out too, and it just it was more elastic, so I think it helped. Wow. Um, so yeah, I didn't tear so much. You know, mm-hmm. I had a little tearing, but it was it was all you know it was fine. And the delivery was, as you said, was easy. It was right? quick. Yeah, it was quick. You know, I I I was late, so mm-hmm. I had a different delivery. I wasn't induced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was late, and I had um, I did yoga to, up until the day I had birth, and you know I also didn't have so much pain, so mm-hmm. I was able to do that. It's right. different when you have a lot of pain when you're pregnant. So everyone, everyone's a little different, but do you attribute the the reason why it was relatively easy for you to the pelvic floor physical therapy? Yeah, I think that 
Um, I think pelvic floor physical therapy helped me so much. I did it in the last trimester and I thought it was great in getting rid of my little aches and pains that I had. Um, obviously everyone has different aches and pains. They might have to come in earlier than the third trimester. Um, I think it helps stretch my pelvic floor to prepare, prepare it for a baby to come out. And I think that it helped me with pushing big time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think during like labor, I think having a doula is super helpful or a midwife because they position you. Did you you. have one? No, Uh but they position you and they really can, if the baby's not in a perfect position, they can help you and put you in different positions. Um, But... But for me, I, it just it worked out fine, and I think pelvic floor therapy helped. And I also like yeah. stayed in shape the whole time. I think it's really important to be active during your pregnancy, mm-hmm. and in a, and I also meditated a lot and like tried to prep my mind. And I t- I really reinforce this with patients, is prepping your mind to stay calm because the baby does feed off your energy and your body. So That's for me, that was helpful. Yeah. And what about after you gave birth? Did you do any physical therapy after? Um, no, I haven't had to. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that it's really important if you're leaking past four to six weeks postpartum, if you're having pain with sex, I think it's super important because a lot of patients do have pain with sex postpartum if they had a Why tear. Uh-huh. It's two, two different things. Your pelvic floor can naturally become tight when you're pregnant because that there's a lot of weight um, from your stomach pushing onto the pelvic floor and the pelvic floor actually tightens back up. So it's a protective mechanism. So like your organs don't fall out of you basically. Mm-hmm. So your pelvic floor can be really tight when you're pregnant if you have a lot of weight in your belly, which is typical, right? Um, so that, and then also um, with tearing and stuff too, if you tear, you have an episiotomy, you can have a little scarring or irritation and the muscle can spasm. Um, so you would want therapy then. I actually did feel a little bit of spasm postpartum. Um, so I just did a self-release. But I know how to work. do that. Right. Yeah. But if you don't know how to do that, you want to go see someone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or you could use dilators and stuff too. So um, I think dilators would help postpartum too. And if pregnant women don't have access to pelvic floor physical therapy, are there things that they can do at home to make the delivery experience easier or things that they can do after they've given birth if they're having pain? Yeah. Um, so I would say that's a great question because, right, who, you know, we're in New York City. There's right. a ton of pelvic floor physical therapists. But if you're in, you know, I, I took a class with someone in South Dakota and I think the only, the clinic was like 100 miles away from like, she had to travel like a very long, right. a long uh, way to uh, treat people. But yeah. um, so if you don't have access to pelvic floor PT, right, which most people don't, um, there are many options. So I feel really, really strong about doing prenatal yoga. Um, I think that it's really gentle for Mm -hmm. someone that's not a huge yoga person. I think prenatal yoga is very helpful. They go through breathing and they give you ways to tolerate long-standing labor. Um, And they and I in my particular class, they did a lot of like pelvic floor just activation, knowing how to contract, relax, and bear down your pelvic floor, which you should know those things going into labor. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, so you could do YouTube videos of, of prenatal yoga, no problem, right? De- depending on if you're having any pain or anything. If you're having like specific pain, you want to be careful with what you're doing. Um, but also if you feel like you're having SI joint pain or sacral pain or low back pain, you could always try a belt. There's like a million maternity belts on Amazon. You can always trial it out for they're pretty reasonably priced like $13 to like $25 so you could always try one of those out and wear them when you're active as a pregnant person um 
There could be, if you're having tailbone pain, you could buy a tailbone cushion and to see if that will help uh, get rid of some of your symptoms. And then you could also do, like I think it's really important to do some meditation and mindfulness. And I mean, you could always, there's Headspace app. There's a lot of apps you could use for that. There's um, guided meditations online. And then also you could look up or Google like a perineal stretch or perineum stretch when you're um, uh, to stretch before you deliver, which is great. So, and there's instructions online on how to do that too. So you could look this all up. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely like, those are a couple of things. Oh no, it's also really helpful. Um, uh, finding expecting moms groups locally in your town on Facebook. So you could reach out to the moms and ask moms if they had any like programs in your town that could be helpful. Interesting. Yeah. And then if we were to go back a minute to postpartum, we talked about this a little bit before, but yeah. in terms of postpartum, well, hold on. first let me say that I think those are all really helpful tips. Tips, yeah. yeah. And I think that if you don't have access to pelvic floor physical therapy itself, it's probably really important to do some of the things that you just talked about. Yeah. In oh, order even to help. even like with pushing, mm -hmm. I actually looked on um, YouTube for um, like ways to push productively during labor and there's a million videos so it's really Crazy. cool actually yeah. like it's worth uh it's a worth a look yeah thank you that's yeah. good advice and then something i want you to talk about is kind of just listing all of the postpartum problems that are related to your pelvic floor i think a lot of women might not necessarily make the association between a problem they're having and how that relates to their pelvic floor and this is obviously what, what you see every day. So can you just kind of run through a list of if they have these problems, seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist could be helpful. Yeah. Okay, great. That's awesome. So um, typically they the doctors say that you should check in with a pelvic floor therapist, depends on your gynecologist, um, at six weeks postpartum. Like when you're cleared to have intercourse mm -hmm. is when you could be cleared to, to um, go to pelvic floor PT. So with C-section or vaginal births, we see both. So having a C-section doesn't necessarily get you out scot-free of pelvic floor issues. So just FYI, also, if you have a C-section, doing the scar massage, like pelvic floor therapists can do a scar massage on the incision, and it's super helpful. It could like minimize the scarring. It can make the scar move better and less painful and, and decrease sensitivity on the abdomen. So that's, that's a great tip or you could just go once to pelvic floor pt and have them teach you how to do it at home um why so, is it that if you have a c-section you could still have pelvic floor issues so just the weight of the baby for nine months yeah yeah also depending on if it's a planned c-section you're not necessarily going to have go into labor and and be pushing um, but for an emergency C-section, sometimes people are pushing for a long time and then the baby's heart rate's going down or so they have an infection or something happens and they're sent to an emergency C-section. So they almost like they're having a vaginal birth and a C-section at the same yeah. time. So you want to really, like I've had someone that, that, um, try, that they tried to have a vaginal birth and they were trying to vacuum out the baby because she was having a hard time getting the baby out and then the baby wasn't coming out and then she had to be wheeled for a C-section. So those people are going to have, they should come in, you know, yeah. it would be helpful um and 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 that's not uncommon okay so like so having a c-section doesn't like rule you out and what i love about you and Kara, honestly is that you guys are so honest that if someone were to come into you just to get evaluated and they didn't need your help you would say okay like 
Oh, there's yeah. Some, you would tell them what, what else to do, like, if, yeah. if they didn't, if you didn't need to treat them, if it wouldn't benefit yeah. them. So I think that it, you know when you find the physical therapist that is being honest with you in terms yeah. of the treatment that you need. Exactly. And also, like, sometimes the postpartums don't really need that many visits. They could do stuff at home. It's also hard for them to come in. Right. So they can bring, you could bring a baby in if the baby's not, like, crawling around. Mm-hmm. But the baby's crawling around. It's it's hard, you know? So, um, but yeah. So anyway, so so things that can arise from women's giving birth. So first off, like we said before, you can have painful intercourse. Not everyone. But if you're breastfeeding, there's decreased lubrication due to hormones. So it might be a little drier when you're having intercourse. You might have to use some lube. We could help you with lube options, number one. Number two, your muscles might be tight. And you also might have What scar- are some lubes that you recommend? Oh, we use, well, we use slippery stuff on mm-hmm. everyone because it's water-based and... Mm-hmm. But I also, I love Sliquid because they're organic. They're just, they're more pricey. Um, but Sliquid has like various options to use with organic ingredients. Yes is another one. Um, Sustain is good. It's also water-based. So totally depending on the person. Um, but we kind of pick a lube that maybe is most appropriate for them. Uh, also, I, I, I personally, use, I love avocado oil, but not everyone wants or to use that. Or coconut oil. Or coconut oil too. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so painful intercourse is one. Um, and then the muscles might just be spasming because they're just, they've been stretched, they're going back, everything's a little off, they were tight when you were pregnant, so anything like that. Um, it's also, you could have painful intercourse from your incision, um, not incision, but like from tearing or your episiotomy incision. So we also work on scar tissue in that, in that realm. Um, we, if you have incontinence, so if you're leaking past four to six weeks, it's abnormal. So what we could do is strengthening of the pelvic floor, making sure it's not too tight. If it's too tight, then you couldn't be leaking. It's, if, it's, if it's not tight and you're just weak, we'll strengthen, but we do functional strengthening. We don't give Kegels. So I'll have patients do like, you know, sit to stand, walking, running, things like that, and we, and we, and we work with them with incontinence. Um, ways to uh, jumping jacks anything like that we modify and and make them work towards their goal where they're not leaking um also um you could have if you're pushing for a really long time there could be issues with prolapse um even if you have a c-section you could also have issues with prolapse um prolapse could also uh come into play if you have a lot of constipation when you're pregnant and you're straining on the toilet um, your ligaments are way more lax and your ligaments are what hold up the organs. So if you're straining a lot when you're pregnant, um, it could cause some prolapse and also pushing a long time in labor could cause some prolapse. Not everyone, just certain people. Um, pushing a long time could also cause incontinence. Uh, and then for, um, for SI joint pain, sacral pain, low back pain, tailbone pain, we treat a lot of that postpartum. So that's a lot strengthening, glute strengthening, um, overall pelvic strengthening, um, and then we do and tailbone uh, re- uh, mobilizations and and posture, making sure that they're not irritating their tailbone. Uh, and then also pelvic girdle pain is a big one. What so is that? Pelvic girdle pain is pain basically in their pelvis, so it could be in the front. It also encompasses like SI joint pain too, but they might have like like pubic symphysis pain, and that's under pelvic girdle pain. And um, that could be that the uh, bones in the pelvis are shearing a little bit due to weakness, laxity, um, a traumatic birth. So we have sometimes patients have issues with their pelvic girdle post-birth. So we do uh, a lot of strengthening, release what's tight, 
uh, and uh, belting them, things like that, that relieve symptoms. And so when women come into you with these problems, what kind of results do you see after treating them? And how long do you usually treat them for? Uh, totally depends on the patient. Right. If they come in four to six weeks, they're not here that long. If they're waiting two years postpartum, oh, I didn't even say diastasis too, we treat. So that's the separation of abdominal muscles mm -hmm. that happens when you're pregnant. Um, it also, you'll, you could see it postpartum, so we treat that too. Um, so... Uh, the patients do, I think they do great postpartum, um, but it totally depends if they're still breastfeeding. Sometimes it takes a little longer because the hormones are different than if they're not breastfeeding. Um, the earlier they come in, the better, the shorter they're here. And also, um, but I, I think the patients, honestly, they do amazing because it's they haven't had these issues for so long, generally. And these are all fixable problems, Yeah, if they're right? coming in right post... Oh, all fixable. Mm -hmm. And if they're coming in postpartum within that year, they usually do very well. I mean, it's rare if you see someone that doesn't get better, to be honest. Yeah, and you know what's really weird <laughs> that I actually wanted to ask you now that I'm thinking about it and we're talking about pregnancy, postpartum, but I read this article, I'm not going to say where, because... Who knows what I don't want to yeah. get myself in trouble but I read an article on a big uh, media publication that was talking about urinary incontinence postpartum and it was some gynecologist in California wrote this article and she wrote about all the options you could do all the treatments you could do for urinary incontinence and one of them was surgery like there was a bunch of different treatment options and she's a pretty reputable gynecologist and she didn't talk about pelvic floor physical therapy. That's so alarming. And my mind was blown. Mm. And I'll tell you after the, this recording what uh, platform this was on. But it's a huge platform. And this doctor, I think, is pretty qualified and a pretty well-known doctor in California. And she didn't talk about pelvic floor physical therapy as a treatment for urinary incontinence. And in my head, I'm like... That's the first treatment, and not only is it the well, first, it's, it's the, the most least, effective. Yeah, it's the most effective, and it's the least and evil. it's the least invasive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because sometimes even just doing biofeedback with the patient is helpful because they could see they, they lose control of their pelvic floor. It's it's had a lot of trauma to it, so we we want to give them a visual feedback to see like where they are in space. If they learn how to contract again, learn how to to stabilize themselves before coughing and sneezing. I mean, runners that leak. There are so many drills you could do beforehand, like to get them up to running so that they're not leaking. There's so many drills to do with like everything's a progression. So like with the postpartums, we put like you start basic and then you progress them up to the level that they were once at. You don't want to be doing Barry's boot camp or Orange Theory immediately postpartum. You want to be able to like make sure that you could do all those things in those classes without having any issues before you even go into the class. So that's what we, we really work on. It's like progressive. And women see significant improvement. Uh, significant. Like they're, they can, you can get painful yeah. sex to go away. You can get oh, urinary yeah. incontinence to oh, go yeah. away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and they're usually not here that long. Yeah. So it, it just totally depends. I mean, someone's coming in two years out and they're having prolapsy symptoms, it might take longer. Right. Um, they also might not be like having it treated the right way and blah, blah, blah. It totally depends on a lot of factors. But. Why do you think that women go so long after they give birth not knowing what the cause of these issues are and not being able to find the right resources to fix them? Yeah. Um, I think that people are just, you know, you're overwhelmed with your baby, right? Yeah. Like, it's so much. And then so many people are going back to work. Like, to me, the fifth trimester of like going back to work was the hardest thing. 
like then and then everything right Be, you know because you just you don't have time yeah like i couldn't even imagine like like you're working full time you have to take care of your child and you have to go to pt you know it's, so i get the weight you uh-huh. know sometimes it's just not the right timing you want to wait till your kids like you know in you know school or something before you get it treated i i get that mm-hmm. and it makes sense so it's not you know feasible for everyone but it's helpful if it's affecting your life in a in a big way yeah i i totally agree with that is there any other advice that you have for soon-to-be moms or new moms that you haven't already shared? Yeah, so I think that if your body is is acting in a way that's not normal, like you're having pain or a constant you never had or a lot of constipation, things like pelvic floor physical therapy could be super helpful. Um, the therapists have a lot of advice that they could give and experience from seeing this in many other patients, right? Um, if you want to get back to a specific sport, uh, my advice would be take it slow. Um, sometimes you can't immediately go back into to what you were doing before you were pregnant. Okay, so listen to your body. I think moms groups are super helpful. Like on Facebook, there's so many moms groups. So you could reach out and uh, ask questions and the moms will give you advice on who they went to and who they liked. I think that's a great tool for people to use. Um, and honestly, don't be scared to like ask for help. If, if, you know, ask your gynecologist, is this normal? What do you do if someone, you know, who would you send to? Um, you know, ask uh, your friends. So it's just important to kind of ask questions and talk don't ex- about it. yeah talk about it. Don't accept like oh I'm gonna have painful sex for the rest of my life right. postpartum. That's not acceptable. So I think that's really the best advice. Yeah, talk yeah. about it. Talk about it exactly. Ask questions. Don't be scared to ask questions because everyone else, like you'll you'll be surprised how many people have had the same issue. Mm-hmm. I find that with I mean I haven't been pregnant yeah. yet, but with the problems that I've had. The more I talk about it, the more I find people who have the same thing. Yeah. And then I can help them by telling them what doctors and physical therapists and exactly who to see and what to do. And that's just so helpful, that information. Exactly. And I think that's it. Yeah. How cool. can people contact you? Um, so we are at www.solstispt.com. It's called Solstice Physiotherapy. Uh, Karen and I are located near Grand Central station in new york city hence the yes you can hear the ambulances all yeah it's crazy we're on the 16th floor too i I feel like i can't believe you could hear it oh um and then my email is erica e-r-i-c-a at solstice and our instagram is at solstice physio and my personal instagram is at pelvis to the people follow them all and And I'll, um, i'll put all the links in the show notes and you guys also have a blog on your website which yes you post really interesting articles on there so check it out thank you so much erica for doing this for a fourth time <laughs> and this is sharing great. your information you're my favorite person Aww, ever seriously it's amazing what you're doing for the thank women's you. health community thank you honestly you we're too. so proud of you i couldn't have done it without you well good you and Carrie were the first two episodes well this was needed i know But your your work, too, I tell everyone about you guys. So thank you. And for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Please share your thoughts, comments, and questions about this episode or any other episode at info at the women's pelvic health podcast.com. I would love to hear from you. And as always, please rate and review the podcast in the iTunes store. I wish all of you health, healing, and happiness.